Welcome to Federal Insights Feature Management, sponsored by LaunchDarkly. Here's today's moderator, Tom Tamman. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Phoebe Nerdahl. She's Senior Director for Public Sector at LaunchDarkly. Good to have you with us. Thank you. Great to be here. Let's start with feature management and we'll get to how it helps in modernization, but let's help us with a description of what feature management is and and how it works. Absolutely. So LaunchDarkly is actually the pioneer in feature management. Our company is founded by two software developers who recognized a gap when it comes to separating features, feature releases from deployments, and changing the way that teams test So we're called LaunchDarkly because we test in production, which is essentially a dark launch, the most secure type of testing so that when you turn those features on, you're able to do so from a secure standpoint without fear of it breaking or causing issues with your code base or your application. Feature management is essentially wrapping a feature flag around those features so that you have more control over the release. You could also do a beta for a release by segmenting the user base through multiple different avenues. And then, like I said, see how that functions in production for your overall dev teams. So it sounds like it's maybe a step beyond what we normally think of as beta, where you release it to everyone and look for bugs and find out what's wrong and then go to the final version. This essentially is a way of testing the final version but without mass deployment. Testing, experimenting. We are part of the continuous delivery of the CI/CD DevSecOps cycle. So what we're enabling teams to do is continually update the application, have more releases frequently in a secure manner without having to wait for either a two-week release period or a two-week sprint. In public sector, we see a lot of, I would say, more conservative cycles for development. So there is a shorter window of time in which they're able to do that development prior to, say, a code freeze or something of that nature. One of our largest customers is actually um, the Center for Medicaid and Medicare. So they leveraged LaunchDarkly to enable turning on open enrollment for healthcare.gov. And we have taken that dev cycle down significantly for them and made it far more secure when opening open enrollment, who can see it, how it works, and then as well as being able to test the feature in production and see how it it's resonating with citizens and in, in their internal beta teams as well. Sure. If you are darkly launching a feature for your own internal group, does the limited number of people that you are launching it with initially, do they know they're testing that or using that feature or do you just sort of turn it on? So traditionally, I think you have a beta group. The size and scope of that beta group varies, uh, especially from agency to agency. For internal applications, we see it tends to be a little bit smaller. Sure. For citizen engagement or citizen services, we see it obviously be a larger scope of group testing out that that application or that specific feature. And so in the idea of turning off and on in 17 milliseconds, so the implication there is that you can use it to manage your deployments even after something is an established feature, you're done developing it, but you still may have to pull it back for some reason, whatever. Say of cybersecurity, something is discovered, or like you say in CMS, the enrollment period ends, 
and you don't want it hanging out there. Exactly. So it's really a management, a lifecycle management tool in some ways. Yes, so there's two components of that. Um, there's the segmentation, where it, we work a lot with state courts around uh, which specific court, whether that be bankruptcy, criminal, traffic, can see what from an internal application standpoint. So you can kind of customize that role base around who sees what within your application. For a uh, more either citizen-facing or larger agency application, there is a piece to it where you could essentially turn off a problematic feature with the push of the button or toggle it off is how we'd say it internally. And then uh, it will revert back to the legacy code and that feature will no longer be live on your application. So if you do have an issue, say, um, obviously we've seen several agencies in the news lately who've had challenges. I don't know if it's necessarily with their software development. It seems like it's more of an insider hardware threat. But hypothetically, if that application for, for that agency was down for due to a specific feature, you would toggle that feature off immediately. It's called a kill switch. And that would enable you to still have a functioning application where you've segmented that specific problematic code and basically removed it from production. All right, let's get to the modernization piece of this then. How does feature management help in with agencies trying to modernize and deploy new applications? We've seen almost an evolution of feature management from our customer base. A good example of it is with LaunchDarkly, you can actually leverage feature management for both front-end and back-end applications. As agencies or organizations are modernizing, you can do progressive rollouts. Say you're doing a database migration and you're migrating from an on-prem database to a cloud database. And, and you want to do that progressively to make sure that you're minimizing your risk. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with these agencies with millions upon millions of users, it's the scope is grand. So you could leverage LaunchDarkly for a progressive rollout where you can target 10% of your population, 50% of your population, 40% of your population. I had to do quick math there. <laughs> right, yeah, so in stages. In and then, stages. And with that kill switch, there's the possibility to pull it back in and maybe adjust it for that next 40% and the next 40%. Correct, absolutely. All right, and um, you mentioned front end and back end. So in other words, internal applications and those that are publicly facing equal equal value in having that feature management feature. Yeah, absolutely. So the front end versus back end is, I think you see on the front end, it's a lot of citizen services. Again, we talked about CMS. We're also working with the Department of the Interior on recreation.gov. So those are the primary use cases when it comes to a front end application with the citizen engagement and ensuring that you're able to pivot when needed for recreation.gov. It was during COVID when you had to have certain reservations for national parks and you had to change how we access those services as citizens, they were able to do so rapidly with LaunchDarkly. On the backend side, again, it is more of the database. How do you manage migrations? I would say that's more of a modernization story where that's come a little bit later for our customers and our organizations um, where they're seeing value in LaunchDarkly there as well. Now, a lot of agencies are facing the need to modernize their legacy applications. Yes. And there's a lot of ways to do that. You can trash it and start over. You can refactor the code, et cetera, et cetera. Many different strategies. How can feature management help in updating 
a useful application that just is in old code and et cetera. Yeah, so it's interesting because I don't see a lot of trash and start over when talking to our customers, right? Because the applications themselves are so critical. So you have to figure out how are you migrating or modernizing these mainframe applications. And we've seen an enormous push from this administration to do so and, and basically put the funding behind it so agencies can. The most simplistic way to do it with feature management is you start small. You pick a one mainframe application. You test the feature flagging out in one new um, feature that you want to release within that application. We also hear a lot about concerns around technical debt as you're modernizing. Are you just creating more code upon code? So with LaunchDarkly, you can actually um, see analytics around specific features that you flagged, around what's in use, what isn't in use, and if it's not in use, you can archive it. So you can have that sense of developing and modernizing your application without the fear of you're going to turn something off and then have uh, internal employees say, hey, I needed that for X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. obviously with these mainframe applications, I mean, this code has been live for years and years and years. So the ability to see what's actually functioning, what's actually in use versus what's not, is really critical as you, as you work to move them into a more modern um, platform. Plus, you have to worry about the dependencies because right. these old applications, they used virtualization in the old-fashioned mainframe sense to trade in and out of memory. And so if you pull out a feature or a subroutine, it could have dependency-related problems exactly. and crashes. And you'd need to be able to predictively analyze whether that's going to happen, too. And, and you can do this? You can do that. And then if, if the worst-case scenario happens and it does cause an issue that you don't predict, again, you hit that kill switch, you turn that feature off, and you're back to your legacy code. Or so if you need it to keep the, the rest of the code going, you exactly. can flip it back on. And then that's also the progressive part as well as you're modernizing. You can kind of start small within, if, if you're a large-scale agency, you can start with, start with smaller teams and then build to the larger teams, and you're kind of testing that out. And then those smaller teams, in essence, are a little bit of your beta groups as you go forward. So you're not testing it necessarily at scale, mm -hmm. and you're mitigating risk of release there as well. And before we go to a short break, I just wanted to ask you if you would maybe do a little bit deeper description of the idea of a feature flag, because that mm -hmm. seems to come up, and what precisely is that, and, and how does it work? Yeah, so a feature flag essentially launched directly connects to your um, application via SDKs. Um, we recognize over 50 different code languages. Mm -hmm. Um, and that feature flag is just a boolean that wraps around your code and that speaks to launch darkly and enables the platform to either turn it off, turn it on, turn it on to specific groups. You can schedule that release, which is critical. Again, I'll go back mm -hmm. to CMS. Not having your dev teams from a morale standpoint have to wait up to 2 a.m. Eastern time, 12 Pacific time to turn on functionality and be able to schedule that release is a game changer, especially in the post-COVID world where we're really segmented around our teams. And our teams aren't necessarily all within the same office um, in the same location. And can you also flag a particular block of code even if it's in a virtual machine and may have yes. database and networking components in that, in that VM with it? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to get to how this affects developer and developing teams a little bit, but first we're going to take a short break. My guest today is Phoebe Nerdahl. She's Senior Director for Public Sector at LaunchDarkly. 
I'm Tom Temin. This is Federal Insights, feature management sponsored by LaunchDarkly here on Federal News Network. Safely deliver and control software with LaunchDarkly. Our FedRAMP authorized platform allows agencies to standardize fast, fearless software releases across programs, accelerate digital transformation, improve site reliability, resolve cyber incidents in less time with less stress, and reduce risk when migrating to the cloud. Visit LaunchDarkly.com to see how LaunchDarkly's feature management platform can impact software delivery at your agency. That's L-A-U-N-C-H-D-A-R-K-L-Y.com. Welcome back to Federal Insights Feature Management, sponsored by LaunchDarkly here on Federal News Network. My guest today is Phoebe Nerdall. She's the Senior Director for Public Sector at LaunchDarkly, and I'm Tom Temin. And before the break, we were talking a lot about deploying feature-flagged applications and modules to users, both internally and out in the public. Let's talk about how development teams in the pipeline and the sec dev ops mode that you mentioned at the very beginning how does feature management bake into what they're doing and how can it help them sure. be better at modernizing? Yeah, sure. So what we're seeing from dev teams today is there's already an understanding that they want to leverage feature flags uh, to some extent within their DevSecOps process. What I think you're seeing initially is, hey, as a team, do we just build this out? What LaunchDarkly has enabled us, enabled agencies to do is essentially save that development time and then leverage our platform to connect both the dev teams with your QA teams, with your business teams. So uh, an example of a, a new feature that you're releasing, the dev team says in LaunchDarkly, this is ready to go live in beta form to our beta group, essentially. So mm-hmm. we're going to target 10% of our user base to test this out. They then can, in that same platform, schedule an approval to be done by the QA team and the business teams to know that it is going live. So you're basically just, again, enabling that continuous delivery piece without it being a waterfall approval approach. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the magic of the Launch Darkly platform as well is, again, you can schedule this you can customize your roles. You get a lot of out-of-the-box functionality for a fully cloud-based SaaS tool mm-hmm. that you're not having to do all that custom development and then manage that custom development. I myself am not terribly technical, so when I look at the LaunchDarkly product, the first thing I look at is, is it something that's usable to me? A- and the answer to that was yes. It also helps from a, mm-hmm. a seamless standpoint, having just a platform that's really intuitive. Uh, you can pull in multiple varying technical aptitudes, right? Because mm-hmm. your business groups are not going to be as technical forward as your dev team. So it, it, it branches that bridge really nicely because it's still a, a piece of really innovative tech, but it's also really easy to use. And you've seen that in some... Some, uh, I would say Trello was kind of that way for government for a while. LaunchDarkly is that way as well, where it doesn't take a lot of training and a lot of uh, technical aptitude to utilize the platform. So it spans the broad age gap, expands the generation, and it spans the technical talent. So it sounds like it's also useful for management or Absolutely. program owners to have 
maybe kind of a dashboard into what's going on with their applications, but at the same time, the coders and the people right there on the line creating would also be touching it and using it. Absolutely, and, and, and it, it creates that high-level viewpoint for leadership as well as giving the analytics to the dev team. So we talked a little bit, we didn't go into it much, but about the A-B testing piece. Mm -hmm. So with LaunchDarkly, you have a feature and say you want to see if that feature resonates more if the text is yellow versus if the text is green. Who's clicking that button? Um, especially if it's something where it's tax season and we want to prep our citizens and make sure that they're engaging early on. Mm -hmm. Are you getting more engagement based on a different color or based on a different positioning on the application or on the UI than you are for the B segment. So you're able to kind of test out the highest functioning way to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve with that specific feature. It sounds like there's almost a customer experience angle here. There is definitely here. a customer experience. That's actually what we see the most. And I, I talk about citizen service with recreation.gov and CMS, we're seeing LaunchDarkly leverage to enable citizen engagement in a functional way, obviously mm -hmm. via mobile, via your desktop. We know everyone has a phone, right? So when it comes to engaging our citizens, I think mobile is a priority. You can, you can test how your citizens are experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And again, if, if something is not functional, you can roll that back, change it, and then push it out again in a way that it is functioning for those citizens and they're able to digest it and see it. Almost a pipeline within the pipeline. Correct, yeah. Well, it's, that's an interesting statement because you mentioned recreation.gov and we know that the Interior Department has the highest government rating on the American Customer Satisfaction Index for federal agencies. They're yes. right up there with some of the best in private sector. And I think a lot of it they attribute to the to recreation.gov and park service applications where people do fun things, but they can schedule them that way. So Absolutely, or the ability to see everything that they can access through the National Park Service, right? So that's, again, that's the kind of the magic and beauty of every, every agency is still a software company at the end of the day, because you're either Correct. answering to your constituents or you're um, answering to the executive branch if you're in the Department of Defense around uh, securing the homeland. Every mission is, is critical, but it's also backed by applications that are either are critical in achieving the mission for that agency, whether that's internal or external, whoever your stakeholders are. And that gets to the point that a lot of modernization efforts pursuant to better customer experience means that agencies need applications within agencies or even across from other agencies need to communicate and combine at least in some logical way if not rewriting them all together right. so it sounds like launch darkly can help with testing and assuring that combinations of multiple uh, multiple applications in service of what looks like a new application publicly it would really come in handy in that situation because we see this all the time absolutely or if you look at um, both I know in the civilian space, but most definitely in the Department of Defense space, where you have different levels of access and different levels of information security. Being able to control who can see what within an application, you can essentially do so with LaunchDarkly. If, an if a feature goes live and it goes live to a wider audience that you're not, that are neither not cleared or you didn't want them to have access to that information, again, you have that immediate kill switch and you can roll it back. 
So it enables the transfer of information. It enables you to, again, separate feature releases from mm -hmm. large-scale deployments in a flexible manner. But you can also, I think what's challenging in the public sector is there's a, there's a rub between innovation and modernization and then doing it securely, correctly, and making sure uh, it's, it will never be, we talk about open work, um, open government, but there's still going to be some components that sure. you need to lock down, right? So you can modernize, you can again use innovative tech, but you can do it in a way that you're securely segmenting who has what experience. Right, and then by flagging different features with the feature management flag, then you can isolate the degree to which you do those integrations yep. and leave everything else intact, which because you, the isolation of it and, and, and the testing of it as an isolated standalone element within a larger application context seems to be really key here. Yeah, and it's interesting because we haven't talked about integrations yet. So um, from a DevSecOps standpoint, there's no one organization who can stand up and say, hey, I have an end-to-end -end solution for your um, modernization issue when it comes to how you're going to develop your pipeline. LaunchDarkly is it's like most, I would say, innovative tech where integrations are key and critical. The ability to do custom integrations and or have several out of the box. We have, I believe, 40 plus out of the box integrations. And you're seeing as agencies modernize, there's a different appetite for working with different uh, different tech. Like the number one example I feel like that just jumps out to me is some agencies are on Slack and some agencies are on Teams, but it's still a critical part of how they communicate. So you have to be able to play with both and you have to be able to have the tooling communicate in a functional manner. So mm -hmm. like most innovative tech, LaunchDarkly is very good with integrations and keeping up on um, new innovative integrations that we're launching daily. Um, and being able to customize your DevSecOps tool set in a way that works for you without it being feeling like a, a hill to climb in order to put a new tech or a new software piece sure. into that lifecycle. And just a detailed question, you mentioned that the SDK has about 50 languages that LaunchDarkly supports, and people are going to want to ask, well, does it support COBOL? Yeah, it does. And then even languages that we don't support, you could essentially wrap and, and create an integration. We have several customers who do that with ColdFusion, which is not supported out of the box, mm -hmm. but there is a way to leverage LaunchDarkly with uh, basically all development languages. And I'll really date myself. What about Ada? That one I will have to check. <laughs> right. There might be still a few people that worry about that left yeah. somewhere out in government. But essentially, this is a way maybe of overcoming reluctance to modernize. Yes, or the, I feel like there's, um, there's a little bit to, we talk about developer morale in this way. Sometimes there's a, there's a misunderstanding for dev teams in the public sector versus when you look at commercialized dev teams. Again, these services are so old and they've been around for so long but are so immensely critical that there is no shame in saying I need to modernize this mainframe application and how do I start it feels like this mammoth uphill battle and that's why we say feature flagging has a little bit of magic to it because you can start small and you can pick specific parts of your code that you're modernizing without having to do the entire migration at once. All right, some good things to think about and maybe try out. My guest today has been Phoebe Nerdahl. She is Senior Director for Public Sector at LaunchDarkly. Thanks so much. Thank you so much.
And I'm Tom Temin. You're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Launch Darkly. Thank you for listening to Federal Insights, Feature Management, sponsored by Launch Darkly on Federal News Network.